Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to The Ralph Report, coming to you from the Batcave, and uh, it is pouring like a motherfucker this morning here in Los Angeles, just raining down. So if you hear noises in the background, it's because the wind and the rain is uh, pelting the Batcave here, but I promise you, we will get through The Ralph Report this morning. Uh, You need to know that we don't officially start until January 22nd. That's when we're going to kick off with our daily Ralph Report, but uh, we are putting some preview content out there, stuff that folks have been asking for, like The Bachelor Report. Each week, I will be uh, giving you my take on The Bachelor. And good news, talk to my buddy Petros Papadakis, and uh, he's going to stop by at least a couple times this season, so we will be teaming up once again on The Bachelor Report. My wife wants to get involved, too. I think I'm going to sit down with her and get a female perspective on The Bachelor Report. But in the meantime, it's just me, and I'm very excited, by the way. Uh, first, first new jingle of The Ralph Report has arrived, and I want to thank my buddy Mike for putting this together. Um, here's the, here's the, the official new jingle for The Bachelor Report. Let me know what you think. It's like they're on the show to get roses instead of finding true love. Everyone knows you find love on shows. The one you adore on The Bachelor. And now here's more The Bachelor Report. Right? I like it. Sexy. And before we get into last night's episode, let's take care of some Bachelor news. I don't know if you saw this in the news or not, but contestant Mikkel Cooper. Mikkel, not a real name, by the way. There's Raquel with an R, but there's no Mikkel. Mikkel Cooper has had to apologize for her racially insensitive throwback video that she had posted on her Instagram account from uh, many years ago, five years ago. It was herself and a couple friends, and they had put tan makeup on themselves and drawn mustaches and heavy eyebrows on themselves wearing hoodies, and apparently they were uh, cosplaying as Mexicans. Yeah, it was uh, not a good look. And even worse for the producers who apparently did not go back and scrub her social media the way they should have to get rid of all the racist, mocking photos of Mexicans and Mexican culture. So uh, she apologized five years ago. I made a regretful choice for a costume, she said. It came at a time when I was unenlightened and uninformed. I apologize to anyone who was offended by my choices. I am sorry for what I did and take full responsibility for my mistake. So there's Mikkel apologizing for a photo back when she didn't know that it wasn't okay to make fun of Mexican people. But now she does. Now she's enlightened. So, there you have it. We had this problem last time with uh, Lee, the country singer, on The Bachelorette. Found a bunch of uh, racist tweets that he had sent out. Isn't someone, ABC, hires someone whose job is to go back and look at the social media of these people and then just eliminate all the racist stuff? It doesn't seem like a, a difficult job, and yet it seems like a necessary one. All right, on to last night's episode. Started off with... With Ari on a motorcycle. Yeah, looking all manly. Boy, they're just desperately trying to do anything to make him look interesting or appealing. He is such a dullard. 
And his first date was a one-on-one date with Becca Kay. And he plied her with gowns by Rachel Zoe and jewels from Neil Lane and shoes from La Bouton and just covered her with riches beyond compare. And uh, Becca's just a, a simple, small-town girl from Minnesota. And she doesn't know about all these things, all these wonderful things that they're bestowed upon her. She was thrilled beyond belief. He was getting ready for a big date. And here was her reaction. You know, I come from Minnesota. This isn't normal life. Like, you guys are experiencing the best day of my life right now. The world could end today and I would die a happy girl. Ah, oh, it would have been great if she died right there. But no, she didn't. She went on to the big date where she was just glammed out from head to toe. And that big date, well, it was dinner. Dinner with the dullard. And it was not that exciting. Although they did have some very in-depth conversations. They talked about their, their lives and their families. And I think they really learned a lot about each other. I had no idea like if you were close with your family or not. And the fact that I am and that you are, it puts me at ease. I love that. What? You like your family? I like my family too. What a coincidence. We have so much in common. Oh, we're made for each other because we both like our families. Don't most people like their families? And speaking of families, the next one-on-one date was a bit of a shocker. Ari took Crystal, Crystal who is the uh, life coach and fitness counselor, and uh, she's as dumb as a box of hair. She got to take a private jet all the way to Scottsdale, Arizona to meet Ari's family. She was very excited. She was very excited by everything last night. She's an excitable girl. She's just, she goes around going, hi. Yeah, she's covering up. She's, she's damaged on the inside because she's way too peppy and perky on the outside. But she was excited. Uh, she's, she's buying into this Ari thing 100%. She's known him for eight minutes and she's already in love. Oh my gosh. I feel like it must be very meaningful to him. I don't even have words. I am just so smitten, like smitten as a kitten. Smitten as a kitten. Dumb as a stump is more like it. And she's got a real Glenn Close vibe about her. I think there will be some fatal attraction style terror generated by Crystal pretty soon. That should be exciting. And Crystal got to see it all there in Scottsdale. Got to see his incredibly dull condo that Ari lives in. Got to meet the parents who seem like nice enough folks. Ari's dad is an actually successful race car driver like his grandfather was as well. Um, The mother... Seems like every bit the race car driver's trophy wife. And they're from Holland. They're Dutch. Which is always pleasure to hear Dutch accents on the televisions. Yeah, your father and your mother. It is our 25th wedding anniversary. They didn't know that we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. No way. Wow. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yes, it was our anniversary. (laughs) So... It must have been painful, however, for Crystal to see that happy family gathering because uh, Crystal did not have the best of upbringing. She did not have the storybook childhood with mom and dad there loving her. No, dad was nowhere to be found. And mom, well, she often felt like mom didn't want her around either. In fact, things were so bad one year, Crystal had to buy her own bedding. I remember when I was uh, nine or ten years old, I saved up all my birthday and Christmas money to buy myself a comforter because, like, my mom didn't have, like, the means. You grew up quick. 
Yeah, yeah. really quick. Oh, when you got to buy your own comforter, you are unloved. Oh, I'm going to write a new Christmas song. The Christmas Comforter. It'll be a sequel to Christmas Shoes about a little girl who has to go to a Bed Bath & Beyond and buy her own Christmas present. Uh, they had a one-on-one date as well. They had dinner, of course, but that wasn't the end of the evening. No, no. They got to see musical powerhouse Connor Dermott. Oh, how excited must they have been when they walked into the venue and there playing just for them on stage was Connor Dermott. Who the fuck is Connor Dermott? ABC, if you're going to have these musical performances, can you please make it someone that we've heard of before? Connor Dermott? Maybe there's someone out there yelling at me right now. You you don't know Connor Dermott? Well, no. Frankly, I don't. I don't think you do either. And then it was on to the group date. And what better way to make women prove their affection for a man than by putting them behind the wheel of an automobile and forcing them to drive at each other at high speeds and crash into each other? Yes, the demolition derby of love last night. The bachelor demolition derby as they called it, and I was genuinely concerned for people's well-being last night. did not seem like a good idea. You can get hurt playing this game. It is, uh, it's dangerous, it's reckless, it's stupid. It's so dumb that even Tia, the redneck from Arkansas, had reservations. This is like some redneck <laughs> People in Arkansas actually do this, like, for fun. When someone from Arkansas is thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe we should reconsider this. This seems like a dumb idea. That's an indicator that you're, you're venturing into dangerous territory. However, no one was as concerned as Annalise. Annalise could not pull her shit together to get behind the wheel of the car. She was freaked the fuck out at the idea of driving in a demolition derby. She was crying, and no one really understood why until... She shared her childhood trauma. You think the Christmas comforter story is tragic? Wait till you hear the tale of her bumper car nightmare. When I was a kid, I was like, I was doing bumper cars and I just remember like getting trapped in the middle and everyone just kept hitting me and I was just crying and I hated it. I just hear that like, dun, 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 and the mirrors and the lights and everyone just kept hitting me and hitting me. And I just remember being, like, so alone and so scared. It was just, like, a traumatic experience. I hated it. And here's where I have to give high marks to the producers of The Bachelor. They did, like, a bad recreation of her childhood nightmare on the show last night. While she was telling the story, they showed footage of a little girl trapped in a bumper car with her face blurred out and people banging into her. It was actually a very, very funny moment. So well done, you Bachelor people. And by the time the smoke had cleared at the end of the Bachelor Demolition Derby, CN was our winner. CN, who we found out later in the show, uh, went to Yale, studied abroad in Italy and Brazil. What the fuck is she doing on this show? She's like a smart person who's pretty and could be a catch. Could do better than a realtor who lives in a condo in Scottsdale. And then the uh, cocktail party, as always, a lot of frustration brewing with these women. Uh, Crystal. Remember her, Crystal of the Christmas Comforter, as she'll always be known to me. She already had a rose. She got her rose on her one-on-one date with Ari. And yet she kept dominating his time at the final cocktail party. And that was not appreciated by the other women, especially Bibiana. Oh, Bibiana. Bibiana is my little Cuban spitfire. I love Bibiana. She's got an attitude 
and she's crazy, which makes for entertaining television. So Bibiana said to her, listen to me, okay? Say hello to my little friend. Good luck, Crystal. I'm done with you. I think you really need to take some time. Maybe tomorrow, do your little workout, meditate a little, and reflect on what you just did. Because there's a lot of angry people here, and I'm just the voice. Well, I apologize. I didn't mean to anger anyone. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's what I said to you. Okay? First, we get the bachelor. Then, we get the women. And it was finally rose time. Time to give out those roses, send some girls home. And uh, no one of real consequence went home last night. We all see it coming for the most part, except for the girls themselves. They didn't see it coming, especially Jenny, 25-year-old Jenny, who was mortified that she was sent home by Ari last night. Would not give him the traditional goodbye hug after she did not receive her rose. Simply walked past him and he, like a little puppy, went chasing after to find out what was wrong. And then we found out why Jenny was so upset. had nothing to do with Ari but she had never been rejected before. I got broken up with for the first time. I'm so, like, shocked. I literally came into this thinking that I would end up with him. But he literally picked a taxidermist over me. Well, if nothing else, The Bachelor has done its good deed for the year. It has taught Jenny a little lesson about life and reality. Sometimes not everything goes your way, Jenny. Okay, Jenny? All in all, an excellent episode last night. There was action, adventure. There were tragic tales of comforters and bumper cars. You had actual women smashing into each other in automobiles. Very entertaining episode. I am very much looking forward to next week's show, and I hope you will come back to The Ralph Report to hear my take on it. And I'm pretty sure my very good buddy, Petro Papadakis, will be stopping by to be my special co-host on The Bachelor Report next week. And don't forget, folks, January 22nd is the official kickoff of The Ralph Report, my daily show that I'll be bringing you Monday through Friday. Thanks to the folks here at Patreon.com. And you can subscribe to that show before we kick off simply by clicking on the Become a Patron button there at Patreon.com. Thanks so much, everybody. I will talk to you very soon. Love you. Mean it. Bye.